Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to episode 98 of the Money and Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. Today, I want to talk about five warning signs for engaged and newlywed couples that suggest that there are money and marriage issues that you need to, to, to work on with your, with your partner. And the reason I wanted to talk, spend a little bit of time talking about this today is because, you know, there's whenever I talk to people about what I do and how I work with couples and help them get on the same financial page, right? I, I tend to see people fall into one of two buckets, like in terms of their reactions that I get to that. Um, first, the first type of reaction I get is, oh, that, that's great. Like I definitely like we, we, there are very concrete things that we can point to that suggest that we need some help with that. And, and the, the second type of reaction is just kind of not totally following, like not like not sure if I, I just do investments or if I'm a marriage counselor or, you know, what like what it is that I do. And so I, I wanted to ta- spend some time talking through five warning signs, right, where if this is you or if this applies to you in, in your um, in your relationship, like that's a sign that even if you don't talk to me, like you should talk to somebody about that because it's to me, it's a sign that there are some things going on that we need to work on. And for some of these, actually, um, I'm, I'm explicitly the wrong person to talk to, and I'll highlight those as, as they come up here. Uh, you know, I, I'm recording this specifically with engaged couples in mind or couples who are not quite engaged yet, but they're expecting to be soon um, because I find that a, a lot of these tend to uh, become obvious during that stage. But, you know, if you've been married for a while and you you find yourself resonating with any of these, then certainly, right, that, that would be a, um, that would be something that would apply to you as well. So sign number one, warning sign number one, your spouse is, or partner is not willing to work with you and work together um, after you're married, right? So I, I'll say at the top, right, for engaged couples, I typically don't recommend combining finances at all until after you're legally married, um, even if you want to at some point down the road, right? You, you shouldn't. But if you're getting the impression that your spouse is not willing to work with you financially after you get married, that is a, a warning sign. Now, you know, I, I I have a pet peeve of mine when I, in, in this, the money and marriage space where a lot of the content I see tends to be either really vague or really obvious, right? So I, I was tempted to not put not willing to work together on this list for that reason, right? Now, you know, I, I but I, I'm leaving it on because what I'm not saying here is like, you know, it's a warning sign if they're not willing to talk about money with you, because of course that's a warning sign. You know that already probably. Um, or if you can't get on the same financial page, right? Like the kind of the, the kind of general kind of catch-all type statements. I'm saying not willing to work with you, right? And I'm talking about a few specific things when I when I talk about that. And it's Stuff that I think is a little bit less obvious, but is frankly a little bit more pervasive in terms of what I'm seeing rather than just like not being willing to talk about money at all. Um, the first and most obvious part of not being willing to work with you that's a red flag is not being t- willing to like work towards shared goals together, right? If you want to buy a house someday, if they're not willing to work with you on that goal, um, 
like that's a sign that something is off. Either it's the goal or it's um, something on their end or it's something on your end. Like we don't know what exactly, but like that, that would be something we'd want to work on. But but the more common issue that I see in terms of couples not being willing to work together, um, leaving you to fend for yourself, for, for lack of a better way to put it, right? So for example, let's say you have a ton of student loan debt, right? That, that you're working diligently to pay off, but it's a it's a struggle because you have a ton of student loan debt. Um, now, look, it, it's a hard thing for somebody else kind of coming into a marriage to say, yeah, I'm ready to help pay that, down that debt. Your debt's my debt. Like, I'm I'm ready to go all in and help you pay down on that debt. Like, that's a hard thing, right? Just like a, I'm guessing on, in, on the flip side, it would be, it's often a hard thing to accept that kind of help from a new spouse. So like, even that is not what I'm talking about here when I say that not being willing to work together is a red flag. Because um, what's not okay is to not understand that that student loan debt is going to affect them somehow, right? If you have $100,000 of student loan debt and an income that is such that it's going to take you a long time to pay that off, even if your spouse isn't ready to like pay down the debt for you, which is, is not something I would push them into doing unless they're really ready to, they need to understand that's going to affect your life and, that, and that's going to affect your life together. And if they're not willing to, to work with you on that, that's a red flag. Um, you know, if they're much better off than you are financially or vice versa, right? And, and you're struggling with a student loan debt, you might not be able to split your household bills 50-50 with them. That, that's just a fact of life, right? Because you have the, the, the debt that you're dealing with, right? That's what I mean when I say that, like, you know, they don't need to literally work with you to pay off the debt for it to affect them in some way. And, and they need to be okay with that and willing to work with you to, to figure out the way for you to optimize things as a family. Um, if they're not able to see that, or if they're not willing to work with you on an issue like that, to me, that's a definite red flag, right? Hopefully that's a little bit more specific than just kind of not willing to talk to you about money, right? That, that That's a pretty common case that I see where one person comes into marriage with a, a dramatically different financial situation. And it's one thing to say, like, you know, you have your stuff, I have mine, but we're all in this together. We're going to figure out the way to op you know, optimize things that isn't just me paying down on your debt and we'll, we'll move forward together versus like, yeah, that's your debt. You did that before we were married. That's your problem to deal with. Um, that that can create long-term issues. So that that that's warning sign number one. They're not willing to work with you on your financial situation. And what we're talking about kind of differences in financial situation coming into a marriage, we'll, we'll talk about number two, which is that they aren't motivated to improve their financial situation. So one red flag you will not find on this list or one warning sign you will not find on this list are, is your financial situation in general, right? I, I don't think any financial situation is a warning sign onto its own because we all have different backgrounds. We're all coming from different places, right? What matters is, the trajectory and whether they're, they or you are willing to work on it. Your partner could have half a million dollars in debt for all I care. And I wouldn't view that as a warning sign if they demonstrate that they are interested and willing to improve on that and work toward it together, right? It, it's the attitude to me that matters more than anything. Um, having a desire to improve your financial situation as a family, to set and achieve goals together, or to dream big and, and take action that you need to get there, like that. That's really important. 
And so anyway, if they're not willing to make a change, then that's a problem. If they need a change to begin with, of course, right? They're, if they're doing great, obviously we want to continue to, to, to move forward. But um, warning sign number two is that they aren't willing and motivated to improve their financial situation, particularly if they really need to. Um, so that's, that's warning sign number two. Um, warning sign number three is an interesting one. Um, there's a few different ways that this can come up. I'm just going to say kind of as a catch-all to, to kind of bucket it. Something seems off. Like you feel like there's something they're not telling you financially, right? Maybe it's you found that they intentionally hid something, right? A credit card debt or they hide a lot of types of spending from you or something like that. Or just in general, like, they spend a lot more than it seems like they should be able to, given what you know about what they make. I've seen that a few times, right? Where um, somebody has an income that's X and they're spending like they make a lot more than X and the spouse can't quite put their finger on where, where's all that money coming from to cover that, right? If you think there's something going on behind the scenes that's, that's just off, right? I, you know, that is a warning sign, right? Because uh, of course it is. We have, a, we have a term for that in the financial therapy world called, it's called financial infidelity, right? Where you're intentionally keeping secrets, keeping financial secrets from the other person. Um, financial infidelity, just to put a definition on it, or is engaging in any sort of financial behavior that you would expect your spouse is going to disapprove of and then intentionally not telling them about it. Um, can take a lot of different forms between having credit cards or credit card balances that the other person doesn't know about um, having bank accounts or other money out there that you don't talk to to your spouse about, keeping income or bonuses secret, um, gambling right without the spouse knowing about it, you know, th things like that, right? That and look, right, the context of these things matters, right? Um, you know, what what counts as infidelity or financial infidelity in one family might not be viewed as financial infidelity, infidelity in another, but this is a pretty common issue, and like the clearest objective sign that something is wrong here, right, where it goes from something that just kind of happened one time and is what it is versus like this is a warning sign is the secrecy behind it. If, if if you find that you or your spouse are keeping financial secrets, that is a huge warning sign and something that should be addressed as soon as possible. We actually did a whole podcast episode. Uh, it was episode 76 on financial infidelity. If that's a, at all of interest to you, I'd recommend going back to listen to episode 76 to learn more about that. So that's warning sign number three, right? Is financial secrets or the suspicion that there are financial secrets based on what you're seeing in their behavior. Um, warning sign number four, um, and this is probably the most important one. And this is the one that I'm definitely the least qualified to handle on my own. And that is using money to control or manipulate behavior. Um, for example, your partner takes money from you without your knowledge. Um, if your spouse prevents you from looking for a job or going to a job or you know some, something like that. Um, they are cutting off access to money to you. If they're demanding to know how exactly you spent your money and why you spent money on XYZ and being just kind of overly over the top about that. Um, they're making you ask for money for certain things. Um, using money to control or manipulate. Um, we have a term in the industry for that um, that is called financial abuse. Um, point, point blank, it is a form of abuse. Uh, it can include overtly illegal activity like theft or fraud or just improper behavior that create power dynamics and situations of financial control. Um, 
I actually came across an example in the industry a few months ago um, of somebody who was reaching out for help dealing with a client case who um, the, the husband in the relationship was cutting off the wife's access to credit cards and demanding you know, that she recount every cent that she spent. And they were asking for budgeting help. And I was like, no, like this is a form of financial abuse. You need to get the appropriate people involved there. Um, if you need help with that, um, I'm not the right person to handle cases of financial abuse, but I absolutely will help you get connected with the right people. So that, that that's a case where if that is going on or you suspect that is going on in your family, shoot me an email, bill at paysetterplanning.com. I will make sure to get back to you as soon as I can to get you in touch with the relevant people to, to handle that type of um, issue because it is a very serious one. Um, so that's number four, right? Financial abuse, just over overly controlling somebody's finances. Um, that's a big, big warning sign. It's more than a warning sign, in fact. Um, and then number five, to, to lighten things up a little bit from that, at least a little bit, uh, warning sign number five is they don't have good financial boundaries in place. This one is exceptionally common with people in our generation. It's becoming more common, I find, as um, the year, years and years go on. And it can take a number of different forms, having um, improper financial boundaries or, or poor financial boundaries in place. Um, the most kind of stereotypically gross one is somebody who's financially dependent on their parents, right? That, that's not exactly known for being the, the uh, a desired quality in a, a romantic partner, of course, right? Um, probably don't need me to tell you that one, but right, less common than that, but probably more of an issue that, like more common of an issue that I see are people who give money to their parents or siblings or friends more frequently than, or in higher amounts than you think that they should, right? Particularly if they aren't talking to you about it or if they're treating it as a given, like, of course, I'm going to support my parents and siblings with insert financial need here. Um, or on the flip side, if their parents are too involved in their financial decision-making, a common example I've seen, I think seven or eight times over the past five years, um, is like a, when a parent sets up an investment account for you as a child and puts money in and it grows to uh, over time to, to such a point. And now you're a legal adult with, um, and you're the, the owner of that account because they set it up in your name, but they still want to oversee the investing strategy and um, try to control what you are or are not using the money for, like that's a financial boundary issue and, and it can create problems for couples down the road, right? So, I, you know, it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a broad category, right? There's a lot of different ways that it can play out, but anytime that there are weird financial boundaries in place, that that is a worrying sign. The more extreme cases of that for what it's worth, particularly if you are with somebody who has a child from a previous marriage or has a, has a child from a, pre, from a previous relationship, um, anytime there are kids involved, right, is a really, really extreme case of bad financial boundaries. So um, if they have a child from a prior marriage and your partner is trying to use money or financial resources as a way to exert influence over the child, huge issue, right? Um, borrowing money from a child, steering, stealing money from a child, having a child's um, act as an intermediary to mediate a financial dispute you're having, right? Those are pretty severe issues, and that's something you want to get help working through. Um, but well, again, right, improper financial boundaries, it can take a lot of different forms. And, and those are our five warning signs for engaged couples, that it's time to work on the way 
money plays a role in your relationship, right? Not being willing to work together, right? Um, beyond just not just talking about money, but not kind of understanding that you're in this together, no matter what tactics you use beyond that point. Um, if your partner isn't motivated to improve their financial situation, um, financial secrecy, or you, you suspect that they're hiding something based on their behavior, that's a big warning sign. Um, financial abuse and overly controlling money in a relationship is, is the, the most severe of these five. And then finally, having poor or improper financial or no financial boundaries in place with other people. Um, any of those five things are applicable to you, that is something that you want to seek help with. Again, you can shoot me an email, bill at paysetterplanning.com. Um, if I am the right person to help you with some of those issues, I am absolutely the right person to help with some of those things. Um, I can kind of talk you through what that would look like. If I'm not the right person, I will let you know and I'll make sure that we connect you with the right person because these, these are really important things to work through. So hopefully that helps. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week for next week's episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.